character sheets and swords and sorcery and we made a show cause being friends is neat epic quests and treasure chests and all that because we have to admit Role players are wonderful. Role players are wonderful. Okay, so yes, we're gonna talk about uh, the next, the next season of uh, of Power Warriors. I think I've decided we probably will not be streaming live in real time during this next season if that's okay with everybody uh just because uh it's kind of a pain in the ass and uh i i, I feel like uh i could i could do a better show uh if we if we didn't do it that way i think if we, if we gave us ourselves a little bit of time or myself a little bit of time to put something nice out, you know, maybe doing shows live is is not the, the the best way to do it all the time, and it's just because you know Twitch is set up that way uh, that, that we would do that in the first place. I mean, I think um, having a recording is, would be great. Having it just as a recording, I guess, is maybe a little easier to consume. Yeah, well, part of the issue there is at one point I had an issue where like a lot of a lot of the episodes of the uh, the, the the video episodes that I was getting pulling the podcast from uh, got corrupted or saved wrong in some way just computer issues and then it was like well now nothing is gonna make sense because you know there's like 12 hours of missing audio that um, so I never really got back to that unfortunately because of that reason but if if I'm planning to uh, you know do a thing with it I'll notice that right away. And probably, I think uh, chances are good I could do a show without uh, fucking all the stuff up all the time. Uh, so we're gonna talk about uh, Morn characters tonight. Uh, where what we're planning to do? Uh, maybe some of the themes of the Morn campaign coming up, the the High Noon in Nosavros campaign that we're on our way to. Uh, but so just some important facts about Morn as a setting and uh, what sets it apart from like the Forgotten Realms that we've uh, been playing in during this last season. Uh, so Morin is kind of limited in scope. It's it's compressed in a way. There's like a material plane where people live and there's a celestial plane where the gods live and maybe they don't live on necessarily all of them the same celestial plane, but it's a, it's a it's another, you know, it's just these two sections are kind of what the what the possibilities are. Um, but the, for the most part, like other planes listed in spells and abilities are kind of more like primordial elemental fonts of energy rather than like hierarchical places with cities and stuff like that. Um, from what we've seen so far in Dawn of Morn, when, when things enter into the material plane from somewhere else, it's a bad thing. Like it's a problem. Like uh, Parakatu, the one who waits below, Nyteria, the bad god, uh, that that weird possessing Midian demon. When things come from outside, there are issues. Uh, Morn has a limited pantheon of gods, which is in your uh, player's starting guide, uh, the gods that are available to you. Uh, most gods live on the celestial plane and observe the material plane and work their will wills upon the people living there more indirectly. Uh, whereas there are a few gods that live on the material plane themselves, uh, like Umberly is one of those, although you haven't run into them. Uh, Patricia, the train that is now a, a god, 
uh, and Tiamat. Why is this? Uh, we haven't we haven't really discovered that. We haven't looked into that uh, that much so far. Um, the city state of Morden, where humans, goblins, and hobgoblins live in equality and mutual respect, is a huge colonizing force with tendrils in every continent and society on the planet now. Um, their leader, Leanders, the Emperor Leanders, has lived much longer than any human being has before. He has led the Morden forces to something of a victory in Thessaria and Acrexia. He's met an unconditional surrender, surrender at Telm. Uh, was rebuffed entirely at Kiros somehow. Had a protracted centuries-long stalemate in the Western Wilds. And is currently focusing its forces on the Dragonborn, Orcs, and Kobolds of Nosavros. Uh, what exactly is it that's driving Leandris to conquest? What is he looking for? What is he trying to achieve? Uh, we haven't really discovered that yet, uh, but I, I think uh, chances are good that we'll that's something that we'll be exploring in this next uh, campaign. Now, finally, in, in Thessaria, uh, the, the continent of Thess, where the elves, uh, Aarakocra, and Mushroom Boys lived at one, one time, uh, Leanders and Morden were on track for some sort of victory when Th Thess retreated to another plane completely locked off from the rest of Morn, a veil almost impossible to pierce. When Thess left, he took all the elves with him, all the Aarakocra on Thessaria, the Undermother, and all of her mushroom boys on Thessaria. Being cut off from the source of their life and power had many adverse effects on the mushroom boys in Aarakocra elsewhere on Morn. Uh, the Kinku were born of this. Uh, something broke within their minds, the, the, the minds of the Aarakocra left behind. Uh, causing them to become unable to form sentences of their own design and only able to mimic the speech of others. Uh, the Mushroom Boys that were left behind had an even crueler fate. Uh, without the bolstering power of the Undermothers and the tendrils of spores she released throughout the entire planet, they have been unable to form properly. They now are a species of parasites who infect and ambulate the corpses of the dead. Their attempts to form a new Undermother have also been unsuccessful, spawning great amorphous fungal abominations of destruction known as overmothers uh, any spells or abilities pertaining to the undead will pertain to these kind of mushroom boys in morn um so that's just kind of giving you some of the rules of of why the, the or how the the setting works in a way so we don't have a lot of travel between planes there's not a lot of extra planar travel there are th this this limited pantheon pantheon of gods and different gods uh maybe have more on their plate than they do in in uh in the the greater Faerun uh sort of setting as a citizen of of morden maybe maybe you you don't have any issue with the colonizing and things that they're doing uh but it is something that is causing a lot of conflict in the world and uh definitely something that you'll need to consider uh as, as we as we make characters and uh move into the setting uh, so Alex, t uh, my son Alex, little Alex as we as we like to call him, uh, tell us about Brum. Are there going to be any changes in Brum in this season? I mean, he's back from the dead. Oh yeah, Brum died. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I changed the subclass of artificer he's using. Mm -hmm. Archelaus was fun and all, but I felt like it it kind of split into too many different areas, and so he didn't really shine in any one. Um, and so I moved it over to the armor or one. I don't know what it's actually called. Um, okay. 
to try and be more tanky and protecty. I feel like that's a very brunt thing is to want to protect his party and his friends. Um, and he'll try to be more leaderish. Okay. Can you tell me, right. um, can you just tell me a little quick pretend like I um, don't know who your characters are. Right. Gobram um, <clears throat> is a warforged um, artificer who was sent to mourn believing that believe that he was sent to mourn to find the heir to the name of Tazlik from of Tazlik was his master, his um, like teacher. And when it turned out it was actually him who was the heir. He died because he was he was dumb and went to go fight the thing that he really shouldn't have tried to fight on his own. Well, not on his own. But right. it should have been a whole party thing. Uh, and they, they didn't decide to do that. Uh, and we I played Hup for a little while. What does Brum look like? Yeah, good question. Uh, like a weird, weird little robot guy. Okay. Or no, he's tall. He's tall. He's very tall. He's, he's tall, like, yeah. He's a big robot? He's like a giant metal robot, yeah. Cute. I think it was golden bronze plated in this thing. Okay. He's a weird freak. He loves to collect uh, monster parts. So mm-hmm. he's like a he's yes. like a robot. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're like. like. Yeah, so they're basically just... Oh, I see. Alright, okay. So. And they're like genuinely alive, not just... I have a mission, here's my mission, I'm only doing missions. He's just a guy... He's fully yeah. conscious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a soul. Inside him. a robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he likes to collect body parts, uh, monster parts, that's right, because he likes to make things inside of him. And then throughout the campaign, we found out that he was actually made by the the bad yeah. guy at the first bit of the campaign, and he wasn't actually named Brum, right? There was like a yeah, whole secret. It was, it was Drim, I think. He was yeah, so- Dremel. Yeah, Dremel was his original name. So at the beginning of the campaign and through most of it, really, up until like maybe the last two sessions or something, Brum kind of had like a he had like a, an amnesia. He had a, a part of his brain that was locked off, and when he tried to look at it, he was rebuffed. Like uh, your security level uh, is not high enough, or something like that. Uh, and he he would he uh, from time to time when he remembered about it. <laughs> Uh, he would, he would, you know, try and, and uh, monkey with that a little bit to try and unlock things. And when he came back to life and he was rebooted, essentially, uh, this this portion unlocked in him and revealed to him that actually when when Gred made him. So so a thing about Warforge in our campaign in the world of Morn is uh, they are they're creatures that were made specifically by gnomes of uh, Kiros, the the. Uh, the continent of gnomes basically and uh they they kind of have like the three laws of robotics <laughs> here, red asimov where they have to follow an order of a gnome no matter what whenever they hear an order from a gnome they have to follow it even if it isn't their the, the person that made them or whatever and uh for the most part that's not a big issue because uh gnomes this has been part of their society forever and it it's it's fucked up to you know give uh, give somebody a, an order that they are not allowed not to uh, follow. But at one point when when Brum was uh, a youngish uh, warforged, there was some sort of a uh, like an industrial accident or something like that where Brum, Brum was uh, given an order to uh, save some people that it was impossible to save, and he was only going to kill himself if he did it, and. He discovered that he actually 
did not have that that always has to follow uh, gnome orders in him. Like Gred, Gred the hobgoblin artificer who who made him just left that out. He did not. He didn't think that was part of uh, something he needed to include in his his uh, creation. Wasn't it um, also that he wasn't supposed to have made a warforge at all because he was just an apprentice? Right, exactly. That was also a big issue, and and you know that was kind of his thing all along. Like he 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 did big projects, and then when he got sick of them, moved on to something else, and that was kind of uh, you know one of his themes of the of the campaign as well. But yeah, so uh, so because of that reason, uh, Brum could not really take his place as the heir of Taslik uh, at that time on Kuros. Uh, he had to go out and and make something of himself and. And uh, learn more about himself and and how to be uh, a good person or something, uh, and eventually it unlocked and and now he knows that he's got a a big destiny ahead of him. And Tazlik is like on the like I don't know Council of Gnomes that we right exactly yeah the Council so of the Seven of his, yeah being the heir of his mm. estate or whatever it is yeah. Yeah, and and there's never been a non-gnome on it as well, so that's gonna be a, a whole can of worms when when if when we ever get to that that part of things. Yeah, I think we explained Brum pretty well. So Brum is gonna be kind of a tank this time, huh? Yep, that's what I hope to do. Okay, Might cool. Might screw it up a little bit, but you know that's the goal. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Uh, how about uh, let's let's go to Big Alex. How about Cork? Tell us about Cork. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm not, I was, okay, I should probably say who he is. He's a, right. he's like a wizard guy. He's a human. Uh, he's a wizard, but he's cooler than a normal wizard because he uses a sword and he can, he can kind of get up, he can get up in the front and he doesn't die right away. Although he, he's not super strong. Uh, but, uh, and he's, uh, he's like, he's got glasses. He's like a, like a nerdy little uh, weirdo. I, I guess he was originally he was going to the Western Wilds for research, but then we got uh, kind of caught up in this whole campaign. So <laughs> he's just kind of following along. And I think he's he's the uh, he was he got a he, he works for the government now. I think right, the, uh, right, yes, yeah. He's the royal wizard of the uh, of Terminus, and so yep. uh, yeah, which is I don't know if he's gonna get to keep that job because we kind of wanted to um, what's it called. Immunity, I think. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but yeah, but now we're we're going along with the army, so I, I we'll see what works out with that. Right. Um, but for the time being, at least, it seems like you know your your interests align enough that you can keep up the the fa- the facade until it's time to let it drop. Yeah, and, and we'll see. I think we're gonna be meeting some maybe Leander himself, or and we'll we'll see what happens. Uh. I was going to, I might change him to be more tanky. Uh, I was thinking, because there's a way I could do that. But um, I don't know what everyone else is doing with their characters. So, and I'm not, I'm kind of happy with where he is right now. So I don't know. We'll see if, we'll see if he has changes. But right now uh, he's got a sword, he's got spells. And maybe we're going to stop by his, his home uh, yeah. at some point. Does he have a, like a, how does he use, how does he uh, have a sword? Does he have like levels and something else? Uh, it's a it's a subclass called uh, Blade Singer, so mm. it's just so kind of wizard you can be. Where it's it's the sword itself is what he uses to cast spells, so it's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, 
That's it's it. supposed to be only elves can do it, but uh, this campaign doesn't have elves really. Well, it does, <laughs> but not that you can play as. So right, yeah. So Perfectly we, um, allowed. I did the same thing with my spear. I think where it was my spellcasting. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So he's like a like a swashbuckler who can do spells. Yeah. So excited to get back to it. Okay. Uh, glad to hear we didn't decide to uh, retire him to, uh, you know, spend the rest of his life with Cranksy, the the Goblin Baker in oh, Terminus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know how things worked out between them. I mean, that, that oh, was, okay. Who knows? Yeah, perhaps <laughs> Cranksy has a bun in the oven, <laughs> or maybe it maybe it didn't work out at all. Who knows? Like, we'll find yeah. out. Who knows? Maybe maybe they weren't weren't destined to be. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Quirk's, Quirk's family has like a, a vineyard on Telm, right? They 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 make wine there. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Quirk is his last name. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's Vitus right. Yes, Vitus Quirk. That's wow. Yeah, Vitus Quirk. I I I could barely remember. Yeah, and he's a, he's a his family makes wine. That's is, cute. Is his little brother's name Bung for real, or was that just a joke? <laughs> no, 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 that was, that was uh, Cliff said that was his son's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> he definitely does not have a son. So no, he, he, he does not, not have a little brother. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> if he does have a son, he'll name him Bung. So. <laughs> but uh, that'll be in the future. Yeah. Well, let's before we move on. How does how do you feel that Cork feels? about being in the in the army like uh it has its perks but also you know how is he conflicted about morden and, and stuff like that or he, he's always been kind of like uh maybe semi on board with what they're doing yeah i don't know yeah he was kind of more against it at the beginning but at the same time yeah you know he, he kind of i don't know uh, having a big important job is cool for course that's something <laughs> he's excited about cool. uh, and doing something important is kind of but but I don't think he's yeah I mean I think as he sees more of it we'll see how he feels about that. Okay yeah uh, he's not he's fun. not like I mean he, he's he's you know a human and he worships uh, Alexandra and all that but I think he's uh, you know he's not he's not completely on board with with all the stuff that Morton's doing. Okay, cool. Uh, Cliff, how about Ivan? Tell us about Ivan. Cool. All right, mine uh, character last season of Morn was Ivan Colchalis Bitterbrew, who is a wow. dwarf bard. Uh, in this world, dwarves live up in the mountains and they're rednecks. <laughs> uh, so it's sort of a, a redneck dwarf. Um, and his big thing that set him on this campaign was he was honored with the ability to play the music for this big festival among the dwarves. And when doing so, uh, he promised his fiance that he would never have eyes for another. And then while he was playing the big performance, uh, this other beautiful woman dressed in red showed up and he accidentally made his fiance disappear. And then that was sort of his arc for the camp, the first bit of the campaign, because he found out that uh, it was actually a big illusion played on him by that woman in red. So he has sort of uh, he he was relieved to find that his fiance was not killed by him. So he was sort of like reluctant to play music and stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, grew into his role as a bard. 
And now, now he has a new lease on life. His fiance maybe isn't even dead, uh, but he definitely didn't kill her, at least if she didn't. So he has sort of a new in this woman in red. And uh, a lot to reckon with, because, you know, what sort of set him off on this campaign has been changed. So, yeah, I have sort of uh, some ideas to of how he feels about this and stuff to uh, get into. Um, but okay. I love playing uh, as, as a bard. I think Ivan is maybe my favorite ever. He's, wow. I love being a bard. It's so fun to That's buff cool. and heal and area control. It's just so fun. Yeah. It's a great class. <laughs> and I'm excited to get back into it because it's all the stuff I like to do in combat all in one class. I really love it. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, weekly, weekly D and D is uh, a big, a big commitment uh, to put yourself up for. So uh, we're not going to be playing with uh, Andrew, uh, whose character was Uga, who is uh, like a barbarian druid who uh, was just a, a wild woman, uh, the, a force of nature. Just went around, you know, the, doing doing right for nature and and the animals and things like that. Uh, so w- we won't have Uga this time. Uh, definitely, I think Uga is a character would have a huge connection with the western wilds and the jungle and and you know doing what what she could to to help out in that sort of uh, uh an area so I, I think she definitely would have uh stayed in the western wilds rather than going off to the deserts of nosavros and then uh gary uh who was played by valerie uh, a very, a very funny character, uh, who will, are, uh, the likes of which the world will never see again. Uh, <laughs> Gary was a, a, a dwarf, a druid, who kind of, I mean, he didn't really care that much about being a druid, but he loved uh, uh, <laughs> he pissing too, on things, and he was too afraid to turn into an animal. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is right. Yes. Um, I think I think really he is off getting scammed somehow. Uh, so <laughs> a woman came to him at the end of the last campaign and said that he was the heir to the White Claw fortune. Uh, of course, he knows that he he, he has no relations to anyone of that name, uh, but decided to go along anyway just to see what's going on. Uh, something weird is going on there. Maybe we'll see Gary again uh, as an NPC or as a guest player at some point. Uh, but either way. Uh, Gary is off doing big things somewhere. Am I wrong in assuming that Gary is just the in this campaign? He's what? Oh. Just uh, a, a pure agent of chaos. Just right. Off the oh yeah, yeah. I he mean, does. Brum, Brum kind of is as well. <laughs> <laughs> they shared. They shared that yeah, role Brum, for sure. Brum once shot a man's face off point blank. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Real Pulp Fiction um, moment. Yeah. <laughs> I expect yeah, I that from little Alex. At this I guess we didn't actually say anything about the contraption as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, uh, I mean, you could take the, con- we can all, we can talk about where we're going with the campaign uh, soon, because we're still going through the characters, but you could take the contraption with you, or you could leave it. It could be good to leave it there uh, to protect the Terminus uh, from uh, an invasion, a more more, you know, more traditional uh, invasion from bread, uh, but it's up to you. Uh, but let's talk to Joe about Desire for a moment, who you're not going to be playing at the beginning of this campaign, but perhaps mm-hmm. perhaps uh, a little switcheroo could take place at some point. 
Yes. Uh, so Desire is uh, America's favorite tiefling wizard. Uh, they were born into uh, a tiefling. Uh, they have tiefling parents, uh, but they were like very poor um, and, and didn't live. You know, they lived a very simple life. And when they were a very young child, a wizard came, to, uh, a human woman came to their door and offered their parents a large sum of money in exchange uh, to take Desire with them. Uh, and their parents knew that this woman, this wizard, would definitely be able to give Des a better life, so they accepted. Uh, and uh, Des uh, uh, grew up in this wizard's tower with uh, their uh, mentor, uh, whose name was Yasmin Nightingale, um, along with another ward that lived in the tower, uh, a human named Syed, who was a couple years older uh, than Des was. Um, and they all, the three of them lived together in that tower for uh, like 10, 15 years uh, before one day uh, Syed and Yasmin got in a big argument and Syed left, uh, totally abandoning uh, Des without, you know, Des ever finding out what the argument was about. Um, and then yeah, uh, Yasmin took Des in full time as their uh, uh, like uh, wizard apprentice. Uh, but then, a few years later, a large hobgoblin and his army and his forces uh, stormed uh, the tower, uh, the wizard's tower, killing Yasmin um, and leaving. Uh, apparently, they were searching for um, Yasmin had this medallion, uh, this this like magic pendant, um, but they weren't able to find it. Uh, Des did find it, um, and. Uh, the last thing that Yasmin said to Des before she died was that she needed to go, uh, or, or that she needed uh, Des to go over to the Western Wilds and find any traces of the elves. Um, so Des took the amulet with them, went to the Western Wilds, um, and then it was discovered throughout the campaign that this amulet is like a extremely powerful elven artifact with crazy magic and. Des is like a time manipulator of sorts. Uh, they're a chronologist wizard, so they use time magic. Uh, and the hobgoblin that stormed that uh, tower is General Gred, who is a general in Morden's army, but is now doing this weird side th thing and <laughs> trying to take over the world and crazy guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then we also discovered that Yasmin was actually an elf, um, which was a big shock. And apparently Yasmin is like super, was super powerful, which Des never knew. And so at the end of the campaign, uh, Des used uh, sending spell to talk to uh, their old pal Syed and find out why he left and where he was. And he said that he was on Nosavros, so Des uh, took off to go find him. And then it turned out that he was like the assistant to Leander's himself or something. Like he's that? yeah, he's like helping out Leander's big time, the Emperor. So they are going to find out what the fuck's going on with Syed. And Syed said that Yasmin had been lying to uh, the both of them throughout their entire childhood, and he had a lot of stuff to say. So, right, yeah, um, right. So everybody else was kind of like, well, you know. It would be, make life a lot easier for Cork and Brum because Brum also enlisted in the army. Uh, it'll make their lives easier if we stick with uh, the Commandant and the, the army uh, on the way to Nosavros. But Des was like, that's 
I, I understand where you're coming from and, and we someday we'll be we'll probably be together again as friends and we'll we'll do our thing but I need to take care of this right now uh, so they kind of took a like a, a more direct route uh, because the Morden army is kind of stopping off at base you know army bases and, and picking up uh, more troops to take to Nosavros is a big a big push in the campaign there. And the Sovereign um, is specifically, it is not, doesn't have any um, bit of Morn in it, right? Yeah, it's not the colonies. Right. It, well, it, you know, they've been they've been on that front for uh, probably 20 to 20, yeah, about 20 years. They've been, they've been on this front doing this thing, uh, not making a lot of headway because, uh, you know, at, at first, of course, it wasn't like a war situation. They haven't been at war for 20 years. But at first, they were making contact, like uh, having a little a little base on the the shore or whatever, and uh, talking to them. But eventually, Leanders is pulling in everything to uh, try to make a big push. And for some reason, we don't know. We're gonna we're gonna. I have a feeling we'll probably be finding that out uh, pretty pretty shortly here in the campaign. But no changes to Des. They are the same. Okay. Uh, but you're going to be playing another character for now. You want to tell us about that character? Uh, sure, I can say a little bit. Uh, okay. I will be playing a uh, uh, fighter, Eldritch Knight, Warlock, uh, named Robin Violetta Florence Springbow of the famous Florence Springbow adventuring uh, family. Uh, you probably have heard of them. They, uh, <laughs> Robin's mother and uh, uh, parent both uh, were part of the, the famous adventuring party, the Tremble Swords, and, and helped save one of uh, the city of Morden's uh, dock spikes from a sea giant invasion. This is, I mean, everybody knows about the, mm. the Florence Spring Bows. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, she is, you know, just as great of a hero as as her parents are she is uh she's strong and she is uh she can do great magic um and she is so great and wonderful and she's uh very fancy and uh i think is working uh with uh the the power warriors uh or the zero hells gang rather uh, (laughs) as like a as a bodyguard, because you guys need some some muscle uh, since you lost uh, Uga, uh, so so Robin is, is sort of working as your uh, you know your muscle right now. And Gary, that's oof. And Gary, yeah, yeah, a lot of firepower down with that one. <laughs> so it sounds like from this description that uh, Robin is the the sort that they will tell you about what a great adventurer and and what a hero she is. She has no problem oh, yeah. letting you know about it. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. She is not uh, shy in any way about her 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 skills, her her beauty. Uh, <laughs> she knows she's hot, and she doesn't care. Uh, and she'll also, uh, you know, regale you with tales about her parents as well, and all the great things that they've done. How how wonderful the Florence Springbow family is. <laughs> cool. So that'll be a, a character we all get to know together. Uh, in the weeks to come, uh, Taylor, how about your how about your character? You want to tell us about your character? Um, yeah, so I'm playing a grave domain cleric named Theodora Blackwell, um, Theo for short. She is also a very fancy little rich girl, and she rolling around in town and and 
friend Robin from the posh boarding school that they both went to. And so she's she's kind of probably tagging along, um, following Robin, and that's how she meets the rest of you guys. Um, but she, yeah, she's um, pretty out of her element, being like um, super sheltered and super wealthy her whole life. Um, she doesn't have much common sense or street smarts or any skills really other than being uh, creepy um but she is obsessed with like um saving things from dying when things are dying and it's not their time she takes that personally um she has this creepy little book that she carries around where she writes down everyone that she's ever met and like when she thinks they're gonna die and if they had any um close brushes with death she writes that down too um so she's constantly kind of updating um death ledger about when when she thinks that people are gonna die and such um but yeah she's she's a good old cleric um she's gonna save everyone's asses hopefully and she's a creepy little girl <laughs> We we started talking a little bit about what was going to happen with the uh, mech that, that Wobbin, Lucky Wobbin, uh, helped you put the, the, the contraption. It turned out that contraption you found was the brain of this giant mech because it's it's so large and has so many little subsystems and stuff. It needs a special large brain. And before it, he could only use it as a garage door opener, basically, uh, before, before getting the contraption. But we were talking about what was going to happen with that. Uh, so so let's talk about maybe some loose ends from the first season. If anybody had any questions about how we're going to lead in. And also we need to decide together uh, kind of in a, in a session zero way where we want to jump back in. You could jump back in directly after the events of the first uh, session if you wanted to and do the whole journey uh, from from Terminus uh, to Telm. Uh, I think they're going to make some kind of a stop in, in Morden for a moment before then finally uh, moving on to Nosavros. We could do all of that. Uh, I was thinking maybe we would jump in as the, the ship docks in Telm uh, so that we could maybe have a little interlude where we meet uh, Cork's family and, and kind of find out what Telm's whole deal is. Um, before moving on to Nosavros, uh, or if you want, I mean, we could, uh, I mean, it would be a, a kind of a waste now since, uh, uh, Joe has gone to all this trouble of making Robin, but we could just jump in right at Nosavros, uh, if, if that's what the party wants to do. So let's talk about, you know, loose ends and where we, we feel like we want to jump in. Selfishly, I think that we should jump in at Telm so that I can play my new character. <laughs> I would love to meet Cork's family too, so I think yeah, we yeah, definitely. definitely. That's uh, very yeah. I I imagined we would we would start at Telm, so okay, that makes cool. sense for me. Yeah. All right. We've already met Robin at this point, or yeah, that's that would be the next step, like figuring okay. out how we're going to introduce these new characters. I was thinking about maybe like uh, making up like a Kraken encounter or something like that for the way there, but it's it's kind of like uh, let's 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 just uh, jump right into uh, you know an actual something that'll matter for the story uh, to begin with instead of you know just well, some filler. <laughs> I I wouldn't personally would not be opposed to um, us learning how to play a cleric um <laughs> so if you want to do a filler <laughs> i wouldn't be mad about it okay 
Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. Fair enough. Yeah, maybe there's a new uh, thing for planes or something. Hmm. That's the crack. Just like some no stakes. I can figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we. Okay. Good note. I will we, take we that under some, consideration. We could fight some rats like that are in the. <laughs> right, the, exactly. The vineyard yeah, vineyard. tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Helm has a, a fucking terrible rat problem, of course. Oh, yeah. My God, these it's awful. Hate rats. There could be stuff that needs to be healed. All kinds right. of stuff that figure out how to fight. Or there's like some a big insect eating the, the grapevines and corks. Yeah. Purple mm-hmm. worm okay. right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. And maybe if we don't want to skip over like the characters meeting each other, like Robin and Theo meeting. Yeah, maybe we should have. It could be. It could be a thing like they're yeah. waiting for you at at Telm, like at the docks. It's like they sent you a letter while you were over at Terminus, and it's like, okay, we'll meet you in Telm. Yeah, let's maybe do that. If it doesn't mess with your old characters, because that seems fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it would it, it could be a possibility if they had some kind of a connection to Morden that they were specifically waiting there for the the boat that the you know the party is on to get there mm. so they could mm. also board it and then move on to Nosavros eventually and then maybe they would just kind of meet the party and you know kind of click a little bit and uh join yeah. up in that way. I think the reason we're stopping at Telm is to pick up more soldiers, right? So right, maybe exactly. Robin, Robin could be like a mercenary or something hired by the or army. Right. Maybe Cork's uh, parents hired him to help mm. their baby boy. I don't know if that's in character or not, but that's just a... I don't think they have that much money. I mean, oh, it, it, sounds, okay. I thought it sounds like she's a really uh, a, a that's great fair. hero, so I don't that's know fair. if they can afford, afford a special Although, I mean, an, a, another possible connection is... You mentioned that you you went to like a fancy Morden boarding school. Uh, I do think it's possible that Quark uh, also went to the school because he's talked before about training in Morden, like uh, uh, going to school there in the past. Perhaps he was like maybe a year ahead or something. How old is Quark? Oh, I think I said before he's in in like his mid 20s. Okay, Robin's 29. Okay, so she would be ahead of me. A little older. Yeah, but still. But yeah, we could have known each other. Yeah, Theo could there. be yeah, Theo could be like, you know, twenty-four, Cork is twenty-five, and Robin is twenty-nine. So they were all kind of at school at the same time. Yeah. Okay. She was the cool senior. Yeah. <laughs> that everyone looked up to and idolized and had a crush okay. on. What? <laughs> hey. oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, I mean that's a connection maybe Cork uh, you know, he he remembered them from school and and when Uga and Gary had other things to get to, maybe in, invited them to come uh join yeah. up and and uh that's help great. out. Uh there'll be something going on there. We'll 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 get into combat in session 1 for sure. We'll see where things go from there. Uh I do expect for the bulk of the uh campaign to take place in Nosavros. And uh yeah, so Nosavros is kind of I mean, of course, it's a continent, so there's, you know, the, the north and south maybe are more lush, but the the center of uh, of, of the continent is definitely very desert, very uh, a very de- desert sort of uh, a vibe uh, in the place. Uh, dragons. This is this is the the this is uh you know the Super Bowl of dragons. Everything is <laughs> is uh, dragony there, except for the orcs who live in the mountains. But yeah, so so lots of uh, dragony sort of creatures that you're gonna be 
uh, uh, meeting and fighting uh, and befriending as well. You'll, you'll learn how uh, Dragonborn and dragons themselves work in Morn. And uh, let's just say these ain't your daddy's, your mommy's dragon. Um, these these are the dragons 2.0, and uh, we're gonna be learning them and 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 uh, getting to know them, and possibly you know defeating Tiamat herself. Uh, oh my god! In the end, who knows? Maybe you decide you like Tiamat, and and you wanna you wanna get her to help you defeat you know Gred and Leanders and all them. But uh, for sure, we definitely haven't heard the end of Gred. Uh, he's going to be coming back at some point. Uh, I will say, I mean, do whatever you want. You, you can, uh, of course, uh, your lives are your own and you can take them uh, and do with them whatever you would like to. But uh, Leander's is uh, like the avatar of like the most powerful at this time god on the planet and... and uh, rushing into battle with him would maybe not be a super good idea. Uh, that's just a, a heads up because he is somebody that you'll meet right away. But, but I, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll prove that in game as well. <laughs> you'll see yeah, reasons I thought, why. I thought we were going there to to get his help anyway. Right. Right. So possibly so. Yeah. yeah maybe so. so. Um, I yeah. wasn't planning on attacking him. Okay. I, I, I just want to. I just want to. <laughs> I thought we were gonna fuck up uh, Red with him. Yeah. That was my thought. So, but yeah, I, I won't try to kill him. I promise. Okay. Cool. Right. Right. Yeah. There's, you know, who knows? Well, Anything could happen. I have my reasons for yeah. uh, But also, speaking of the reasons why Brum wants to be there, but uh, remember, your the gavel of the seven, I believe it's called, is a is a very intensely powerful magical item that's yours by birthright. It's uh, far, far. Uh, what, what would it be to the east? Yep, uh, the the Orcish Mountains of Nosavros. So that's somewhere to go there, and getting to know Leanders and and Syed again and and stuff like that. Uh, that's all gonna be there. Do Robin and Theodora have a uh that Theodora right? That was the name. Mm-hmm. Theodora. Okay. Do they have a a big tie to Nosavros and wanting to go there? Uh, or or maybe not necessarily. Well, I think Robin's uh, little brother, Griffin Hawthorne, is uh-huh. a member of uh, the Morden army. Perhaps right. he's over there in Nilsavros. Yeah. Um, so I think that would make sense that she's maybe going to check up on her little bro, maybe, um, and see what's going on over there. Cool. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, Nilsavros is is uh, the land of the dragons. It's, it's sort of... Okay. Uh, it's the the big war front of uh, Morden and in the Morden army, and uh, uh, okay. if your if your character is nationalistic or patriotic in any way, uh, you've definitely been drilled into your head uh, how awful these dragons are and how they need uh, the the settling hand of the 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 humans and goblins and hobgoblins uh, to come. Well, through what them. is a good place to assist people um, as they're dying? Uh, okay. If not a battlefield, right? Exactly. Um, yes. And, yeah, good. and I think that Theo. I think we had talked about Theo is supposed to be in the army, um, but she kind of showed up and and was like excused um, from her duty as being a cleric in the army. So then she was kind of like, "Uh, well, what now?" Um, mm-hmm. And then she she met Robin and went on with. Her. Okay, Brum. Like Alex, what did you want to do with that mech? Did you want to just leave it in Terminus? Did you want to try and come up with a way to, to get it to come along with you? The, my main thing was just I wanted its brain so I can have my mechanical steed. 
Oh, okay. So you want to you want to take it with you? I mean, that if makes I can sense make because my own steed, then yeah. I don't really need it at all. But the main okay. thing is he he's a cavalier fighter. Well, the main thing is cutie bot. Yes. Thank you. So I mean, you know, you could just get a horse, like right. <laughs> yeah, a regular horse is cool and all, but I can't teach her with a regular horse. All right, so that's I mean, what you it, think. It is protecting the city, but yeah, you know, it's it, your, your it's it's your uh, your contraption, your choice. Yeah, it's a long it's a long journey, and you had plenty of gold to buy supplies for on the way, and you're a, an accomplished tinker. Uh, perhaps you could. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. I think uh, that's possible to do without the contraption. But if you want to have the contraption with you. Uh, for possible use later on at some point, uh, that also makes sense in character. So, uh, whichever way you want to go with it, I'm okay with. And it was also it was Tazwick's creation, wasn't it, or was it? No, it, it was it was something that they kind of smuggled in um, from Kiros, and there was probably some whole adventure uh, in, involved in just getting it out of there and uh, getting it to the Western Wilds, uh, which was why everybody. Everybody that knew about it and was chasing it was uh, was going after it so single-mindedly um, during the campaign because you know it was a, a very a very difficult item to get out and uh, you know get a hold of. It would make a lot of sense for me to take it to garner garner some good faith with whoever it was probably stolen from. Yeah, that's a possibility. Okay. Just since I, I'm going in there expecting the council or whatever to not like me and maybe even <laughs> try and dismantle me. Wow. Yeah, it's a possibility. A force it doesn't have to follow orders. Okay. So I think I'll take it with me to as a I have something you want, don't kill me or you'll never <laughs> find it. Alright. And plus I mean it is a horse so you just have a horse now, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, was there anything else anybody wanted to talk about uh, about the upcoming campaign? Do you are there any uh, like homebrew rules that are new for this campaign? Or good, interesting question. Yes. So uh, we are going to keep doing the thing with the the two minute uh, potions. Well, the potions was what oh. I was thinking of. Where you Got can, uh, if you if you want to feed it to somebody, it's an action. If you want to drink it yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with it could be a bonus action or an action. If you want to do it as an action uh, because it's easier for your turn, feel free. I just want I just want to make it so that, you know, you feel like you can use your healing potions more often. Um, and that's all that that's about. Uh, of course, regular potions still have their their usual. You drink it as a, an action attunement. We're going to I think we're going to stick with instant attunement unless the item says otherwise. And uh, it takes a short action or a short rest to on a tune. I feel I felt like that was fine. That was not a. Oh yeah. That was yeah, uh, like made it more fun to get a, an item or whatever. And it keeps us yeah, just passing to, around willy nilly too. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, being able to just attune to it immediately definitely felt better than. Well, I gotta wait for however long. Yeah. I, I was saying I like the Taylor crybaby rule in the Monday game where if like I'm losing my mind, we can just skip, fast forward. I don't feel comfortable role playing this. Just something uh, like a just in case a situation uh, gets hairy. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a fast forward. 
Yeah, I guess we haven't we haven't we haven't talked about these things with you on the on the maybe we did in in rhyme, but I don't remember. Is there any like are there creatures that you just you don't like thinking about and you want me to keep out or yeah. I, we're we're not going to do any kind of like uh like uh you know consent stuff. I, I don't I don't I don't care for that. That's not going to be in the game whatsoever. We don't really need to talk about that. But is there anything that you want us to avoid? No, uh, I mean for... in general. In general, it's like role playing funerals. I don't right. do that. Yeah. But then I am playing this like creepy little girl who likes death. So okay. you know, if you don't mind, I'll just kind of uh, just see see how all of this plays out. Right. And then if I feel like I don't want to do something anymore or whatever, then just you know move on. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that could just be a general rule. If anyone has something that that they're feeling uncomfortable with and they, they're not having fun, they don't like doing this specific thing, and we just want to fast forward for a minute until we get to the next uh, thing, you know, everybody can have that get out of jail free card. I think that's fine. I think I've only, like, it's only ever come up, like, literally once. So mm-hmm. it's not a huge deal. Okay. No, fair enough. Yeah, uh, good. The, uh, the good Taylor crybaby rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, something that we didn't really talk about is that um, resurrection is technically possible in Morn, uh, but diamonds are extremely difficult to get a hold of if you aren't like uh, able to requisition them in the army or whatever. Uh, because of course, you know the army is it has this resource for bringing their soldiers back. They're gonna put a stranglehold on it, and uh, you know make it so that they they basically are i mean it's not like uh uh they 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 take them from people necessarily but they are the you know the budget is very high their purse strings are very loose when it comes to diamonds so it's hard to to get in on that but you know from time to time you may find a diamond out there that you could use i think the party may have yeah i was gonna say don't we have or do we use it on brum or do we i think you may have another one though Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe we didn't need them for Brum because he's a robot. Right. We did it. Yeah, you you use yeah. you use the uh, the energy at the train station to reboot That's Brum right. and, and bring him back. Yeah, so we do have one of those. Yep. Oh, is Helm is Helm a god now? That, yeah, I decided Helm is a yeah. god. Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of what what united uh, the goblins and the humans in the first place way back in prehistory was the defeat of Helm. Uh, by Saint Valentine hundreds of years ago and uh, wow. thousands of years ago really and you know some people say Helm is still around you can't kill a god uh, but it's possible uh, that, that Helm is, is maybe not that active anymore but it still is a god if, if uh, anyone would like to, to follow that definitely uh, more of a, a goblin thing than a human thing uh, I think it would be pretty weird for a human unless they were just you know, if, if they were, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, if you were the type of uh, person that says, uh, yeah, death to America when you live in, in Detroit or whatever, um, you might you might be in the helm. Uh, but but for, for the normies, maybe they would not be uh, that in the helm. Uh, also, another thing, I mean, I don't think that this is a thing that really happens that much in any of the campaigns any of us plan, but uh Treasure, there's going to be lots of treasure. You know I love to drop treasure on your laps. But there's not going to be a lot of like uh, searching out and buying magic items necessarily. Uh, again, like the probably the government has a pretty uh, 
uh, first dibs on, on a lot of that stuff, the stronger stuff. Uh, but also just, you know, it's more fun to, to design something for a character than to... But if, if you have something in mind that you would like to one day get, let me know about it and I'll see what I can do in the, the campaign for sure. Um, but I think, we, I think we've talked over enough Session Zero stuff, unless anybody else had... I mean, not to put a damper on anything, if anybody had something else they wanted to talk about. Not me. Okay. Um, no, I'm excited about. Talking about items, uh-huh. I like. Uh, I wanted to say that I liked when we had the dynamite. That was fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah dynamite was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an being immovable rod. Very yeah, different. being able to affect the map like that. Okay, interesting, interesting thought. Um, the dynamite in in Rhyme of the Frostman. Yeah. yeah. My idea. <laughs> just, saying, just saying it was yeah that was that was Alex's idea we 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 made the Udipity city together or town together uh and designed the encounter and stuff like that uh oh, so that, that was one. that was yeah. really fun and uh, one of these days alex i'm not kidding i'm going to finish it it's gonna go up uh i've got yeah, a it looks good so far okay good but I'm, I'm still working on it and i i do plan to to make it a real thing at some point i'm sorry to to be such a flake on that. I can't wait to get official Alex fan art. Oh wow, that could be. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you do you want one to match everyone else's, or because I know you already drew a picture of her? So. Oh, I just draw a picture of her because I think it's fun. Okay. If you want to draw anything at all. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you would like to, that would be. Uh, it was always uh, fun to have those little sketches after the sessions too. But of course, I mean, you know, if you don't feel like doing it, feel free not to. Okay, yeah. uh, so I think that's everything. Okay, uh, well, I think uh, we're we're in a good place. We're ready to go. Uh, just, you know, hesitantly, t- for now, we'll say the second, possibly the ninth, and we'll figure it out from there. Uh, but, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I said the wrong name. It's a uh, High Noon in Colossi. Uh, Colossi is a, a place that we haven't seen yet, but it's a a place in Nosavros for us to discover. Uh, I know I just said that Chrome was gonna. He is a mountain combatant, but I'm also thinking I might not do that. Oh, okay. You might um, go out of that. Yeah, like I said, if you want to respec your character, um, so long as it stays the same class and race, I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever you want to do with it. So no barbarian does. they're so close. They've, they've got a rage inside them. <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and the strength modifier. Yeah. That's right. Yes, very strong. Mm-hmm. They were a seven or something. There's six or something. Uh, five. I believe. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Dead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A four. <gasps> no way. I didn't know that's possible. Little noodle. Oh yeah. They're, they're uh, they weigh like ninety pounds or something. <laughs> Desire, yeah. you tiny beeb. Yeah, yeah, they're a little thing. They could get blown over by a stiff wind. <laughs> Joe actually cheated to get it that way. Uh, to make it work. No, I think I rolled uh, a two and two ones for my. Yeah, yeah, it was oh crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but they make up for it in other ways. So. They certainly do. They're smart as a whip. That's right. And cute to boot. Oh, you great believe friend. it. I can't wait to meet Desire. I'm going to cry. Well, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
They got oh, business. and uh, we didn't talk about this, but uh, you know, we have mystery items. We have oh, yeah. mystery yeah. physical yeah. items. I can't fucking wait. That's gonna oh, be really fun. That is I don't so... even know what to expect to open them. Like, why yeah. are they physical things? I, I, I'm yeah. excited to find out. Uh, Such maybe... a cool idea. Not everybody, but maybe some people will be opening something in session one. Who knows? Uh, but we'll be we'll be figuring that out uh, next time on the Power Warriors. Death before dishonor, everybody. Uh, we'll everybody have great holidays. Uh, or if your if your holidays already passed, I hope you had a great one at that time. Uh, but we've got you know we we'll see you after the new year. We'll see you next year, as people like to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now that's wild. <laughs>